Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome back to the Dugout Dudes, talking Dodger baseball, baseball as a whole. We have a special treat for you today. I'm Josh Luke with co-host Brett Tomko. Brett, why don't you introduce your friends and our guests today and tell us about the, uh, the neat thing that they've uh, created. Well, I'm excited about this one. Um, anybody that knows me or has been around me pretty much sees what I wear. Um, I, I'm very heavy into uh, baseball-type clothing. And, uh, you know, fortunately, we got um, two of the best out there, uh, co-founders of uh, the brand Baseballism, Travis Chalk and Jonathan Ja Wade. I, I've, I've worked hard at, at getting that name right. But uh, two, two, of the found, two of the four founders um, – of, of the company, the CEO and the COO, if I'm correct. You got it. Yeah, but welcome to the show, guys. I'm really excited to have you on. Like I said, I wear your stuff yeah, all the time. Good, you guys know that. Good to hear you and see you. So um, we'll get into a little bit about quarantine and the business, but uh, let's go about life. How's quarantine life for you guys right now? I, I follow you guys both on Instagram, so I can tell who has kids and who doesn't have kids. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I will let Travis start with that one. Hey, Travis. Travis, do me a favor. Before you do, for folks that aren't familiar with baseballism, give us just like a two-minute of who you are and how you started before you get into that a little okay, bit. Okay, so I'll, I'll make it short and sweet, but basically we were four college baseball players, played baseball at the University of Oregon, played club ball. Um, at the time, there was no D1 team there, so we decided to take it upon ourselves to start a youth baseball camp to support the youth in Eugene, Oregon. We called the youth baseball camp Baseballism, and we made Sweet Camp t-shirts. We had a, our Baseballism logo on the t-shirts. Uh, we ran it for two years in college. Then after two years, we went our separate ways. And then uh, we had a team reunion five years later, and we, we found out that wherever we wore our t old camp t-shirts, people were like, where'd you get that shirt? I want one of those. What does baseballism mean? And so I was working at a baseball academy at the time, uh, teaching kids how to play ball. And um, I, I decided to make a run of shirts because everyone was asking for them. So I made 48 shirts and they sold out in a week. And so I hit up uh, Jonathan and our other two co-founders. And I was like, guys, I think we got some here. Let's make a run of shirts. I mean, let's uh, do a Kickstarter campaign and relaunch the thing, this thing as a uh, lifestyle baseball brand. So no team affiliation for love of the game. Just if, if you're a baseball person, if you love the game and you got – you know, kids that play baseball and you're there on the field on the weekends, this brand's for you. So we launched it, uh, uh, our Kickstarter, we were successful and we launched our website in 2013. And since 2013, it's been, it's been wildfire. You know, we've got about 1.5 million followers on uh, social media. We've got 11 stores across the country that are all closed because of COVID-19. <laughs> yeah. We'll get into that in a little bit because it's, yeah. it's definitely throwing a wrench in pretty much everyone's life. And yeah. I have some friends that have businesses and, and, you know, they're trying to be super creative. So we'll, I, we'll get into that a little bit. I want to know about you guys. Um, you guys play baseball. I mean, let's throw it out there right away. Who's the best, who was the best player? Statistically it was probably me. <laughs> you agree with that, Jonathan? Yes. Oh, wow. There's no even rebuttal on that. I mean, I, I got some awards and stuff. So, I mean, like, as far as like, to, if you won by that. What yeah. positions did you guys play? I was third base. Jonathan was a pitcher. And then our other two partners were second baseman and a catcher. Oh, you guys were <laughs> controlling the infield. Yeah. Um, uh, Travis, I, Travis, Travis was all, uh, all con or I'm sorry. I was all conference. He was all country. So he was head and shoulders above everybody else. Oh, very nice. I, I, I didn't know that. That's good. So <clears throat> I think this may, um, carry over into what I was, um, pushed on looking a, a ping dinger. What it oh, is, yeah. you guys have an Instagram um, account. I just, I don't know how I didn't know about this, but Jonathan's like, hey, check out Ping Dinger on Instagram. So it's uh, at play Ping Dinger. Um, it, it's very interesting. Explain to us what Ping Dinger is because it reminds me of games that uh, I think my brother and I played and our friends played uh, growing up. Okay, so um, it kind of first started, we had a ping pong table and it basically got taken away because we started using it for some office work and packing orders and stuff like that. So we just had ping pong paddles and, and balls. And we, of course, we have baseball bats around the office just because we're baseballism. And so I started pitching ping pong balls to one of our other co-founder, Jonathan Loomis. And we, it kind of started from there. And then, you know, it kind of turned into backyard baseball. If it hits the ceiling, it's an out. Hits the chair, it's a strike. Back of the wall is a double. And then we just kind of built on it. And then it became something kind of serious. Like we made teams of two. And then Very we started every day and we had like a league going. It was, it's, if you check it out, it's, 
It's a very it's a very hard game to play. Pitching is it's, really. It seems very dude, and I've noticed different pitching styles. You're a little bit more aggressive. You kind of like the Nolan Ryan of of Pingdinger. It looks like Jonathan. You're a little more finesse. Maybe Jamie Moyer ish. If we go, is that correct assumption? I would um, I would say that that is great. I don't think I got a little more velocity than Moyer, but I'll I'll take. I'll take the compliment on control. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull that out of your statement. I would say that of of the four of us, the two of us on this podcast right now are the, we're the two best pitchers. Oh, okay. Yeah. So anybody listen to this, like I said, go to at ping dinger or play ping dinger and check it out. I, I, I had a good you know 20, 30 minutes of my life last night checking out all the all the. It remind well, it reminds me. My wife's like, "What are you watching?" My, we're trying to watch like a show before bedtime with the kids. She's like, "Would you get off your phone?" I'm like, "No, I gotta watch this. It's good stuff." It reminds me of games like. We had this game uh, that we played at our elementary school when we were in high school. We call it kidney ball because we played in the kindergarten little playground area and you had to use a wooden bat that you got either from Dodger Stadium or Angel Stadium. And it had to be, I mean, literally like 18 inches long and we played with the tennis ball and we had rules. We did a draft. We played a whole summer of like a season with a playoff, but it's like, it's fun stuff for you guys. I'm sure there's, there's times you're bored at work. You don't have stuff you got to do. It's like, let's, Hey, let's go play a game or let's, let's play part of our season. That's why it kind of like, I sat there and couldn't get over it. I'm like, dude, I got to watch this. Oh, it's fun. It's really fun. Oh, I'm just, I mean, you described something that everybody can describe, right? Like their childhood playing baseball and those memories. And we've had this luxury of owning our own brand and it does just doesn't have to be office space, man. Let's play baseball. Let's play baseball at work. And it's, it's great. It's super It's fun. absolutely great. And that's, I think, part of the reason why I love the company and I love the product. Um, you know, with baseball, there's, there's different levels of how much you're into baseball. You could be the casual fan. You could be the real in-depth, hardcore baseball person that lives and breathes it. And I think there's something in your product that kind of relates to everybody. You could be that casual and not really know stuff. And, and you could see something that's on your shirt that I can see right now. And people are going to go, what does that mean? Yep. you know so and, and and that's what i like about it and and it's it's one of your mo- models it's a baseball thing you know and i'm wearing the 643 um equals two shirt which you know some people look at me and go that doesn't make sense and i'm like it absolutely makes sense and they don't get it so that's i think why i love the brand and i'm being a baseball guy and an art guy i was a huge art guy i, I went to school for art so i always thought about starting a baseball uh, apparel company when I was playing, but just didn't have the balls to go do it. You guys apparently uh, beat me to it. So congratulations. Well, we appreciate well, we it. we have a podcast, so you got that. <laughs> so um, you started this company, right? Um, and it's been going great. Everyone loves it. And then COVID hit. So where are you guys at? How are you guys being creative with your strategies now that you have, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, six brick and mortar stores? It's 11. 11. Oh, I'm way off then. 11 brick and mortar stores around the country that you had to shut down. So yep. uh, just like a lot of Americans right now that have businesses and get shut down, it's, it's putting a strain on you. It's putting your strain on your employees, um, revenue coming in. What are you guys doing and, and what are your strategies to try to weather this storm? So Travis and I were um, headed to spring training, middle of March, you know, second Thursday. Um, and we were at the airport really early, like we always are. And we we're kind of talking. And I was like, man, they're canceling baseball. Like we're getting on this plane, but when we get off this plane, spring training's probably done. And, you know, he definitely agreed. There were people going up to the counter. They're like, I don't want to get on this plane. So it was like pandemic. Um, but we knew we had to go. And right when we landed, you know, Major League Baseball had canceled spring training and postponed the start of the season. Um, but we still had our store. And, like, there's still fans in town. So it was kind of a, do we close the store? Do we keep it open? It's a big revenue driver for us. Uh, we ended up staying open for um, a couple more weeks, and then we, we shut down all stores. Um, and then we pivoted to just online. And I can, uh, I'll, I'll let Travis talk about some of the unique ways we've pivoted to um, increase our online sales. Yeah, I mean, first off, man, it was just like – it was my comparison. It was like getting sucker punched by Mike Tyson in the stomach, man. It, <laughs> like, you know, we, we were on top of the world. Baseball was about to start. We had, you know, two new stores opening. And then we went from, you know, 100 to zero, basically, overnight. And, like, you know, when it was first starting, it was like, oh, is this thing going to come to the United States? Then um, the, the center for the Utah Jazz got to go bear got it. And then it started shutting down everything. And it actually happened. And we we're like, oh, my God, this is real we got to lay off people. 
I mean, yeah, not- which I'm sure has got to be hard because you're, oh. you guys are, you know, I don't want to say responsible, but you guys, all your, your workers and like my, my friends in Arizona, they own a wine bar and it's, I mean, they're struggling just, they're not making any money. They're, they're trying to keep things afloat to be able to have their employees be able to take care of their families. Yeah. And it's, it, it becomes a responsibility for you guys to try to help them. And I'm sure that's very stressful for you guys. And, and I'm sure you, it, it causes you to lose sleep at night. Oh man. I mean, like I've never had depression in my life. I'm a pretty upbeat guy, pretty positive. I mean, a former baseball coach, just mentally tough, but man, when this happened, like me and me and Jonathan were staying in a hotel in, in, uh, in Scottsdale and it was, I couldn't eat. I couldn't sleep. I just, oh, yeah. I was not functioning. I couldn't talk to anybody. Like, even though I was down, I couldn't even share my thoughts. Like it was, it was crazy. Cause you know, we, we've been doing this thing for seven years we didn't take any, any handouts from anybody. We started from, from, from scratch, you know? And so like to have all this hard work kind of taken away from us overnight for really no fault of our own, unless like we could have predicted a pandemic, which most people <laughs> right, right. right. And so like that was, it was, that was devastating. And Let me like, ask you about before the pandemic, what in this day and age, most people are closing their brick and mortar and just going all online. What drove you guys to make the decision to go brick and mortar, uh, and and where are some of the locations? Which might answer part of the first question. Yeah, so there, yeah, sure. So um, one of my one of my main roles um, at Baseballism is really driving the retail side of the business. And what what you saw, um, you know, like ten five to ten years ago, was big box retail took a huge hit. Um, people were just you know consuming their products on getting their commodities on Amazon, weren't making as many trips. Um, which made, made the narrative that retail's dying. But what it did is it created an opportunity for brands like us, like more focused brands to create retail stores um, that are meaningful, that people want to go to and smaller and a little bit more lean. So we started, and quite frankly, we wanted to differentiate ourselves from the other t-shirt brands out there. Because anybody can start a t-shirt brand and have a website. I mean, you see it all the time. But if you've got a, a brick and mortar store, you know, that means something. It's really validating. And Travis had coached. Um, so, you know, jump in the DeLorean with me. We'll go back to 2013. Uh, Travis had coached um, a team that went to Cooperstown. And he saw the madness of Cooperstown and not the Baseball Hall of Fame, which is great. And we love it. But really, from Memorial Day to Labor Day, Cooperstown is um, packed with travel baseball. It's like the 12U Mecca. And it's these families coming from all over the world. And I so bet. we flew out. I oh, sorry, go ahead. Team. I coached the team there for sure. Oh yeah. So you get it, right? I mean, you understand that. Um, and so we're just, we just flew out to New York and our first store was in Cooperstown, 3000 miles away from Portland, which is wild. But we knew that the story of Cooperstown matched baseballism. You know, we're a, a brand that really wants to protect history um, of, of the game. And so Cooperstown made sense for us. Maybe the only store in the country that sells Oneonta Yankees gear as well. My brother played rookie ball in Oneonta, which is like 10 minutes from Cooperstown. Oh, yeah. You guys could oh. be the exclusive. And you know who the most <laughs> famous alum of Oneonta is? Uh, oh, yeah. Even yeah. more so than Derek Jeter is John Elway played there when he was trying to get that trade oh, wow. to the Broncos. So interesting. I have even story. more of a fun fact. My junior college coach was the manager there for like 25 years. Man, Oneonta. So, yeah. I'll tell you, you what. I went to I went to Cooperstown to well it was last year um, for the Hall of Fame Classic. Uh, the Reds asked me to go and represent the Reds, and you go and you play a game against a bunch of old timers. It's super competitive. Like I had to train for it, but I had never been to Cooperstown, and everyone you know, which is crazy for a major league baseball player to never have gone there. So I go there, I take my kids, um, and it was a magical place. Like if you have never been there, and you're at all a little bit of a baseball fan you're doing yourself a disservice because you walk you walk down that main street and it's it's kind of like you've been thrown back in time it's the cleanest place you've ever seen the people are so nice um and it's just like you said there's so much history there there's so much you know baseball like you feel like you're gonna walk around the corner and babe ruth's gonna be hanging out on a bench that's kind of the feeling And with your store, I know people that, and I'll say this about your guys' stores, they've become almost like destinations. Um, I know people when you open the Irvine store, which I came up for, uh, we can talk about that. I know people that drove up from San Diego that day just for the grand opening because it was the closest you have ever been to San Diego. So 
they went out of the way. And there was a massive line of people. Like I got up there, Heath Bell and I went up there and I was thinking like, okay, grand store, you know, grand opening of the store, we'll hang out. Dude, I mean, it was nonstop for hours. People couldn't get uh, in the store. Like it was like a few at a time, but people waited hours to get in there. I was shocked. I was shocked. So like, yeah, we, so we have a store at the Irvine Spectrum and we opened it in September. And, uh, you know, I'm kind of nice enough to come out and <laughs> glad hand with people, which is great. Um, and that store is our first attempt at like really a mall, like a really nice inline mall and in Orange County, which makes sense because there's a lot of travel ball. That store build out was tough. And I can remember walking up to that opening exhausted. Like we were done five days in a row, 14 hour days. And it was seven o'clock. And I was like, man, I think this is going to be a big opening, but I'm not sure. I show up at six in the morning and there's 125 people in line. Yeah. And I instantly went from, oh my gosh, I'm exhausted to totally jacked up. Well, yeah. everybody in line. I showed, I showed up and you're like, Hey, it's good to see you. Thanks for coming up. And you were gone. <laughs> like didn't see yeah. you for a while. Travis and I hung outside the store. Travis was kind of taking it in, talking to people, but you were running around like with chicken with your head cut off, trying Absolutely. to just like damage control and fires and, and yep. get people where they needed to be. But it was really cool. So I had a bunch of friends that were in line that I didn't even know were coming that were from where I grew up in Orange County and went to high school with. So to see that type of passion from baseball fans and, and, kind of you know relate to a brand and almost like a family that's kind of how it is it's it's almost like you be, feel like you're part of that baseballism family and you know it's 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 been a cool thing what are some other stores you got boston chicago san francisco yeah i, um, I can't I, I can't do it unless i try to go in order with the united states so <laughs> that's yeah. like the teams uh, that i that's like the 10 teams i played for i can't i can't rattle them off unless they're in order we have our head we're headquartered in portland oregon um and we have a showroom here and then we have a store outside of oracle in san francisco right on third and king um, and then we opened in um, orange county irvine we have a store outside the new stadium Glo uh, globe life park i think is the new name um, in arlington which is a nice market for us uh, and then we are in next to wrigley in chicago and next to fenway in boston cooperstown new york atlanta georgia uh, and then the two that we opened Oh, sorry. I missed one. Scottsdale. And then we opened two this year. We haven't opened them yet, technically. Field of Dreams and St. Louis were set to open on April 1st, uh, but then COVID hit and, um, you know, the climate's changed. So, so let's, go, let's backtrack a little bit to the COVID. Um, what are you guys trying to do to, to weather the storm? What, how creative are you trying to be since you, you're not getting that traffic through the stores? Yeah. I mean, one thing we, we made sure to do early on, you know, before even MLB was postponed, we, we, were, we were on top of it. Um, and we just got on people's side. You know, we wanted people to be safe. We, we wanted to show that we care for our customers because, you know, without our customers, you know, we're nothing. And so we, we sent out an email and we just said, hey, we're not going to charge for shipping anymore. You can't go to the stores if, if you feel that you're unsafe. So we're, we're going to give free shipping. We're going to give our free shopping bags out with every order because, again, you can't go to the store. You cannot get our free drawstring bag. And we're also going to make the store exclusive items available online because if you can't go to the store, you can't get those items. And so we made things more available to our customers and we showed we're on their side. We show we care about them, which we do. And uh, that really, you know, helps kick us off in the right direction once COVID hit. And then we're doing things that are more creative too. We're doing a, a virtual grand opening for St. Louis and a virtual grand opening for Field of Dreams just because even when this thing does open back up and we can't have a grand opening, you've seen the lines at Irvine. I mean, we can't have, it's not responsible to have those, that amount of people come in the store at the same time or even in line at the same time. So, uh, we just want to make sure people are safe but we want to, and by doing that and, and showing our customers that we care about them and especially because it's the baseball community it's a close-knit community to show them that we care about them we have their back we know they're gonna have our back and so that's that's the way we've been doing well i think that's good let's talk about um you know the st louis and the field of dreams um i have never been to field of dreams i know you guys have um first of all walk us through going to field of dreams and what that was like we'll get to the to, to the uh gift shop uh that you guys have built there but how was going to field of dreams and being a baseball fan and you know a kid of of baseball going and, and playing on that field oh man i'll go first but for me it was just it was surreal i mean field of dreams it's in the middle of absolute nowhere and like we were talking and i told jonathan like if, if we didn't have google maps We'd be lost. <laughs> There's no sign that says Field of Dreams this way when you get there or like Field of Dreams in 10 miles. It's like you got Google Maps and if you don't follow it, you, you're lost. And then you, you drive up. You, first of all, we took a, a plane with propellers that had, that had like 
an aisle down the middle, one seat on one side and two nah. on the other side. I thought, I'm out. Know. I'm out right there. Once you said yeah, prop I propellers, I'm out. Yeah. I'm not getting on. It, it was scary. When we landed is in Dubuque. Dubuque, Iowa is a 30-minute drive to Dyersville where the Field of Dreams is. And you get to this field, and it just kind of emerges out of nowhere. And um, it is it's something special, man. I mean, like, there's no one on the roads, but you get to the field, and there are probably, like, 50 to 100 people on, on premises just playing baseball. And you go there, you get on the field. There's no, there's no fee to be on the field. You start playing catch with somebody. You start throwing BP to someone's kid, and then that person's throwing BP to you, and then you got moms and dads shagging balls for you in the outfield. And man, it is—it's just magical, man. It's—it's it's like I've hit a—I hit a bunch of home runs in college, and I was able to hit a home run in the Field of Dreams, and that is the home run I'll, I'll remember the most—is hitting uh, that. See, that—that's—that's uh, that's a really cool thing. Eric Burns, um, we had him on, and he did a triathlon across America, swam, um, you know, the Bay in San Francisco, biked to Chicago, and ran from Chicago to New York. And I asked him what was his favorite state, <clears throat> and he said it was Iowa because of Field of Dreams. He said it was one of the best days he's ever had in his life, going there, hanging out with his kids, and playing on the field. And everyone there is family, man. Everyone knows, everyone knows baseball there. You don't have to tell them. Like, we, were, we were doing BP and shagging for people, and there was, there was no coach organizing who hits, and it was just – everyone played baseball there. They just knew. And it was, your voices when you were there at all? <laughs> <laughs> did, you do the, did you do the customary video of walking out of the corn? <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. We did it all. And we even got Travis's home run on video. We could send it over to you if you want to soak that in. I think, I think what I've learned as I've uh, advanced with baseballism is people in the baseball space, whether you played or whether you're, it's your profession, it, the cool factor starts to dissolve a little bit because it's your job. Um, so like when you, go, like when I go to Wrigley, it wears off a little bit. It's still a special place, but it's work. When we arrived at the Field of Dreams, I was an absolute child. I wanted to get out of every single business meeting we had to talk about numbers and just get on that field. And I think it sounds like Eric Burns shares in that. Like, you just, you just want to play. And it's a special place. And it looks exactly like you saw it when you know, Kevin Costner's throwing on that field. And it's really, really special. So if you haven't been there, I know it's hard to get there. Um, but, man, it's worth it. I, I had one shot. We were, we were in uh, Kansas City. We had a day off, and my wife and I decided to drive to Chicago, and we were driving, and I was like, I think Field of Dreams are around here somewhere, and it was about a two-and-a-half-hour trip out of the way, and we were getting chased by a, a tornado storm, and, and we're like, ah, we better just get to Chicago so we don't get in the middle of the storm, and we didn't do it, and I still regret it to this day. We just talked about uh, last night, actually, because I, I told her you guys were coming on, and you guys were opening up a store at the field of dreams. And I was like, we should go out there next summer, take the kids fly. We'll make it a trip. We'll make it, we'll go to Chicago or go to somewhere and we'll drive in there and, and spend a couple days around that area um, just to do that. So something's on our calendar. Hey, we've all been around the house for now a few weeks, maybe um, I'm getting a little tired of betting on uh, what time my kids zoom classroom meetings are going to get over or what type of frozen dinner we're going to make. Um, but with no NBA, NHL, or MLB, you might think there's nothing to bet on. But Bet Online still has hundreds of places to wager, including their online casino with poker and blackjack. But sports aren't totally done. There's still a ton of other stuff. Esports, American Idol, Big Brother, the elections, the spelling bee, and their $750,000 poker series. There is still fun to be had, so go to betonline.ag and use the promo code MYPOD100 to receive your welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, that's betonline.ag and use the promo code MYPOD100. BetOnline, your online wagering experts. So let, awesome. me, Do it. let me pivot the conversation from retail back to online as we kind of uh, step out of the pandemic. Father's Day is coming up. And even if you listen to this after Father's Day, folks, uh, this question will still hold water. Um, tell me the top three items that you guys sell um, that might be a good idea for Father's Day for somebody who, who's listening. Because, I mean, our, our listeners are avid baseball fans, so I think everybody's going to be interested. Give them a head start on some of your top three sellers that might work for, a, you know, my, my dad's getting up there in the 70s, so something might be popular there. Yeah, so we have we have different price ranges. I mean, there's a... We have our glove leather uh, messenger bag, which is for laptops, kind of like a briefcase for 
it's a good Father's Day gift. We have um, our our steel um, flagman watch, where the instead of numbers, it has home plate is, is six o'clock. We got first base, first base at three, and twelve o'clock is second base, so on. So th those are two cool items. But we also have a lot of shirts that are dad centric. We have a baseball dad shirt. We have coach dad. We have the best seat in the house, which is a baseball bucket. And you know, we just have you know shirts that are just are less branded than the other ones that are a little bit more simple for dads. So well, it sounds like some good stuff. I got to tell you guys a funny story that you'll like. My brother came up in the Yankee system and he was roommates with Derek Jeter and, and played and had the minors with Andy Pettit and Mariano Rivera. So rubbed elbows with those guys. And he actually played two games for the big league squad in 96 to start the year. But uh, about 10 years after he retired, I was online and I saw this thing where it was just some goofy licensed product where I could put my last name in the, in the locker room, hanging in a locker between, <laughs> you know, whichever players on the Yankees they had or the Dodgers. And so they had Pettit and Rivera and Jeter, I think. And so I, I ordered uh, Luke and I put my brother's Yankee number on there and sent it to him for Christmas or something. And he thought it was the greatest gift either. He's like, how'd you get this done? Like, how'd you do this? I'm, like, I'm like, oh, it was only 19 bucks, but. <laughs> so, well, speak, speaking so. of shirts and, and Father's Day, I, I don't know if I should be slightly embarrassed by this or proud of this, but I own, I, I kind of counted them up today, knowing you guys are come on, the amount of shirts that I have. And it's, it's alarming. I think I have 62 shirts hanging in my Ooh. closet. Man, you are which, keeping us employed. <laughs> which is impressive, right? Yeah, um, yeah. Hats wise, I think I'm like between 30 and 40. Wow, but it, man, it, it, like, I said, like I said, it, it, for me, and it resonates because it's, it's, it's baseball. Now that I'm out of baseball, you're, you're, I become a fan. So the, the little lingo, who comes up with the shirt names or the shirt ideas? Because you guys have a lot of different things. Is it a collaborative thing? Is it one or two guys? Yeah, it's, it's usually, you know, it's, it's a collaborative thing. And, and, and like we spit around stuff around the office, but it's majority of it is, is myself and the, our, I have three creative people on our team and we just, we just spitball back and forth. And we have a, a channel on Slack where we just kind of just post up all our ideas and we kind of fine tune them to make them into a shirt. So that's just kind of how it starts. You guys I like that Slack plug. You need a ping dinger, ping dinger shirt. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We, we, we've talked about that. Uh, we've definitely <laughs> talked about it. I want to pivot back really quickly to yeah. that Father's Day question. Because if you're listening to this podcast and you're thinking about your dad, he's probably pretty old. He's probably at least a baby boomer. Um, we have really, really, really cool baseball glove leather wallets. You know, trying to determine like what your dad's size is and style is tough. So if you're looking for like a no-brainer, get him a baseballism wallet. They're really cool. Um, and it's really safe. It, you know, doesn't require a size. Um, so that's what I would say. You guys market towards women too, which I think is really cool because you guys have donated some um, apparel and some stuff to to my little league for our hitathon, and we made like a mom basket, and it well, there was like a fight over raffle tickets to get into that. And talk me through a little bit about the decision to go towards women and, and to make things accessible for them, because I mean, there's a lot of women that love baseball. For sure. Um, let me take this, Travis, and then I'll have you dive into the glove leather real quick we we saw early on like we get our analytics right so we're studying the data who's buying and we realized it was travel baseball moms and then we open that door in cooperstown and you see the people that are coming in right you see the family you know you got you got mom you got dad you got two kids one's old enough to play one just has to be there because that's what it is mom is pulling the whole family into the store so it's like man for a hundred years, baseball companies have been focusing on men. Women are really the ones buying. Guys don't buy anything. It's it's always the mom. And so, Travis, I'll let you uh, talk about that glove leather tote. Yeah. So um, when we realized that, we saw saw the demographic, saw that women were buying more stuff, um, and we said, hey, like we really don't have a lot of stuff. We, I mean, we had a couple of shirts and tank tops, but we don't have any any items that are for the baseball mom other than a couple t-shirts. And so, had this idea where, hey can I take baseball glove leather and can we make it into a, a purse? And so I called up a couple of manufacturers, a, a baseball glove manufacturer actually, and said, can, can I get some of this leather? And then we sent it to a handbag manufacturer and they're like, hey, we can make purses out of this leather. I'm so like, well, let's do it. And so I think it was in 2014, uh, we released 150 glove leather handbags uh, during Black Friday and limited edition. And we launched it and they sold out in 30 seconds. First thing to sell out on our website and we just looked at you we're like oh my goodness like it is 
We got we got some here, guys. Mom, <laughs> moms yeah. are moms are crazy. I'm telling you, moms are yes. crazy about that stuff. Yeah. And so we we we've now made release some every um, every uh, Black Friday and a different handbag, and it's become something that that moms collect or just women collect. So it's. And, you also have necklaces, um, shirts, uh, sweatshirts, all sorts of stuff. No, that's, that's really cool. Um, I want to backtrack just for a second. Cause we kind of got off the topic real quick. Um, the, the store at field of dreams, how did that all come about? Um, cause you're talking about, you guys have got your, your, your thumbprint on some pretty iconic stuff. You're talking about your logos, Babe Ruth. I mean, and you've done Ted Williams stuff. You've done Roberto Clemente stuff. Um, you know, Field of Dreams is kind of like a sacred thing to a lot of people. How do you guys get in there and become the guys that are going to build, you know, their gift shop and, and sell your stuff? Yeah. So one of our biggest customers for a while, his name is Dan Evans. He used to be the GM for the Dodgers. And he came to Portland one day. He just walks into our shop and he goes, are you Travis? I'm like, yeah. He's like, I'm Dan Evans. You know, he used to be GM for the Dodgers, introduced himself. And, you know, we, we talked about, he's like, I love your brand. I love what you stand for. And then we kind of just met each other back then. I think that was in like 2016, maybe. And then um, he became the consultant for the Field of Dreams. Um, and I, we just got a call and he's like, Travis, I need you guys to be at the Field of Dreams next week. Um, That's something to tell you. And so we, we, we literally booked tickets on like a Monday and we flew out no, we, on, a, on a Sunday and we flew it on a Tuesday, I believe, to Field of Dreams. And basically, he's like, I'm taking over here. We're going to build youth fields here. Um, we need retail presence, and there's no other brand that matches what the Field of Dreams stands for better than baseballism, And which I agree. I mean, we, even before the Field of Dreams, we were, we were posting Field of Dreams quotes you know, because it's relevant to our brand and what we stand for. And just for base, baseball lovers in general, I love that movie. And so it just made sense, and we came to terms with them, and we, now we have a, a store in the parking lot at the Field of Dreams. That's, that's awesome. How are you guys, um, you know, cause it was supposed to be open pretty soon, right? Next month or two. How are you guys, are you guys going to do some type of thing where, um, I think you talked about a virtual opening in St. Louis and, and field of dreams. How are you guys going to handle that? Yeah. So one of the things that's specific about the field of dreams that's, um, really unique is it shows best when there's corn and when that corn is tall, if you go <laughs> to the field of dreams right now, it doesn't look like the movie, right? Cause that corn's not growing. So we, but our physical grand opening, I think we have it penciled and we'll confirm it, but I think it's uh, July 19th pending COVID because we want that corn to be at least six feet tall and we want to do it before the MLB game. Um, but we are also going to um, do a virtual grand opening, which is something that's really born out of COVID. Um, it's just giving our fans across the country an opportunity to share in that experience. So we're going to have it. Travis, you have the date off the top of your head? Um, I think it's going to be in the first week of June. Yeah. So we, it, like you saw at Irvine, we always do a limited edition hat giveaway with a grand opening. Um, and that'll be the case here for Field of Dreams, but we're going to do it online. Um, and uh, we'll show like high resolution photos of the store, which is really cool and give everybody um, at home an opportunity to kind of share in this experience. So it'll be, it'll be pretty cool. That's cool. Um, you guys are very charitable. You guys um, do a lot in the community. Um, you do some work with, you know, we're, we're, you know, based on Dodger stuff, uh, Justin Turner, um, you guys have a relationship with him. You guys have done stuff for his foundation and his golf tournament. How did that uh, connection happen? Yeah. So one day we just went on Instagram and we saw him wearing a bunch of our stuff and, you know, we can, we can see who buys stuff from us. We kind of figured out that his, uh, his wife now, but his girlfriend at the time, um, bought him baseballs and stuff for his birthday and he was wearing it. And basically we had a contact. We're like, Hey, do you want more stuff? Well, we'd be willing to send it. And if, if he likes it, we don't, you don't have to post it or anything, but we'll send it. We'll send it because you know, you're Justin Turner basically. Right. And uh, yeah, he loves the stuff. And um, because he wore it, you know, we wanted to give back to him. And so we, we started participating in his, his JT foundation golf tournament. And he's just aside. I mean, aside from all the fun, Justin Turner is one of the best guys I know as far he's as so great. just a ball player and just being a good dude and down to earth. I mean, he is, he is genuine. And, um, there's, there, there's, I mean, if there's like, if I have a son, if I had a son, I would say I want him to play baseball like Justin Turner because he's, he's one of my favorite dudes. Yeah. We, we like him on the show. We're, we're, we talk about grinders all the time. Um, and, and he's a grinder, you know, we talk about a guy that, 
you know, Baltimore wasn't doing what he was really supposed to be doing and to get to LA and kind of resurrect his career. We, we like talking about those guys. I was a grinder. Uh, Josh's brother was a grinder. So, you know, we relate to that stuff and, and, and we love to see him do well. We love to see what you guys are doing. You guys also do some stuff. Um, talk about the COVID masks. Um, I know you guys have a t-shirt that people can purchase. Are uh, you guys still doing that? The stay home shirt. And if people purchase that, you guys are donating, I think five masks. Yep. So we're doing, actually we're donating all the proceeds. Um, of that shirt to, to buy in mass and then get, getting them to health centers in need. So, I mean, that's, we're usually basically using our, our manufacturing connections to, to make masks for, for hospitals. And so that's a big thing for us. Um, you know, it's a, it's a tough time, but we believe like every, as everyone has said in a million times, we're in this together. And so we want to do our part to give back. And so we decided that, you know, a lot of people are just selling masks to sell masks, but we're, we're selling and we're giving back too because we just feel like, Everybody wins if, if we can get rid of this thing quick. Right. And I think, I think this is with all of America and what's going on. You know, it's a lot bigger than baseball. It's a lot bigger than, than um, a lot of things. And you really see people's true colors. You really see what people are about, Absolutely. what companies are about, um, the sacrifices that they're willing to make to help people. Like you said, you're donating all your profits from that, you know, to help people. And it's not, it's not going into your pocket. So, yeah. I mean, I tip my cats to tip my cap to you guys for doing that. Um, you guys also do stuff, make a wish. I've seen some videos of you guys bringing to make a wish kids, um, sending them to like all-star games and stuff like that. Um, you know, I, I, like I said, I commend you guys for the character that you guys have as a company and as a brand and you know, what your mission is about. You guys started as, you know, a company and summer camps, um, you know, Jonathan and I text a little bit. You guys are thinking about maybe doing some youth baseball camps down in Orange County. Is that something you guys are, are looking into the future? Yep. Yeah. One, you want to talk about it or do you want me to get it? Oh, go, for it. go for it. Yeah. So one of the things that uh, I think is speaks to our brand is we really try to stay true to the game. Right. And we, we, our goal is to give back to the game. What we got, right. Everybody, everybody on this podcast loves baseball and everybody listening loves baseball. And we started as a baseball camp and we've transformed into, a, a retail company that people can get behind but we really you know one of Travis's initiatives is getting back to the roots how can we get back to serve these kids because um, that's that's what at the end of the day that's what matters right and so we've got this new store at the Irvine Spectrum and um, across from us we're across from the big wheel with anybody that's familiar with that shopping center and there's a big turf field and we thought man it'd be really awesome if we could host uh, a youth baseball camp that's free like we don't want to make money on this thing. We just want to, we want to grow the game and we want to have some excitement. And so we've been working with the spectrum now with COVID, it makes it challenging, but we're looking at the early part of uh, 2021 um, to host a camp for really young kids. Not, this is not travel ball. This is like five to eight years old. Um, and we want to get guys like Brett Tomko out there, man, doing drills. You, you know, I'm there, you know, I'm there fun. with, uh, you know, I'm there with my posse and my friends. I will get every single baseball player I know in California or San Diego and Orange County to get out there. Yeah, man. So yeah, we're really just trying to return to our roots and, and give back as much as we can. Um, and I, I think that it could be the start of something really special. Dude, yeah. And, how, about a, how about a wiffle ball tournament on that field for adults? Oh, now yeah. we're talking. Yeah. That's, now I mean, I'm game for that. Like put me in the draft. okay uh usually at the end of the show um we play a little game i got a game written up for you guys um i'm gonna call this game franchisism okay so um we are going to talk about since you guys are so heavy in some baseball stuff uh major league um uh field of dreams you guys have references in a lot of your apparel so we're gonna play a game we're gonna we're gonna build a franchise okay um, first of all, we're going to start off with some baseball movies. I want you to rank um, your top three baseball movies out of these that I give you. Sandlot, Field of Dreams, Major League, The Natural, Bull Durham, Bad News Bears. Give me your top three of those. I would nope. say Major League, uh, Field of Dreams, and Sandlot. Okay. Jonathan, what do you got? It is uh, – it's really close at the top. I mean, it's a two-headed monster with the Sandlot and Field of Dreams. Um, and then third would be Bull Durham. I love Major League, but, like, that's my top three. Uh, see, my number one's The Natural. I'm a classic. I, I, I was, yeah, I, I'm into that movie. 
Okay, I'm prefacing some baseball movies because we're going to move on in a second. Worst baseball movie of all time. That's so you, can go, you can go off the board, but I'll give you five. Rookie of the Year, Mr. 3000, The Rookie, Summer Catch, Major League, Back to the Minors. Summer Catch, no doubt for me. <laughs> I mean, you and can't... I, 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 man, okay, so I agree. Summer Catch, terrible. But, uh, but I, will, I will say that I don't think The Rookie should be in that, man. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm a minority, but I don't think the rookie was that bad. Uh, I don't know. Uh, maybe it's just me. Maybe I just. I'm a fan of rookie too, but it's also because probably I'm a huge baseball guy, so I liked it. Okay, yeah. here we go on the franchisism. Okay, you got to pick your top person. You're gonna start your franchise. We're gonna start with the outfield. I got Pedro Serrano, Roy Hobbs, Willie May Hayes, and Kelly Leak from the Bad News Bears. Who's your outfielder you're picking to start your franchise? Uh, I'll go first. You can't teach speed. And if you're going to really establish a locker room culture, I think that matters. And so I'm going to go Willie Mays. Okay. Travis? I mean, I think I got to go Roy Hobbs. He's got a lot of guys that can, that can hit a ball that far and knock out lights. I know he had a gunshot wound, but you take away the gunshot wound, I think by far he's the most talented player out of, out of that group. I'll quote, it could have been the greatest player that ever was. Yes. Struck right? out Babe Ruth. Struck out Babe Ruth. That's it. The whammer, man. Okay. Yep. Infield. All right. You got Roger Doran, Major League. Benny the Jet Rodriguez. This is a, this is a far-fetched one. Jack Elliott. He was Tom Selleck from Mr. Baseball. <laughs> <laughs> I went deep. I went deep. It's not, there's not a lot of infielders in these baseball yeah. movies. Stan Ross, Mr. 3000. And Clue Haywood. He was the Yankee guy in major league that hit bombs who's your infielder that you're starting a franchise with I, it's, I, for me it's benny the jet i i feel like speed and he's, he's got youth on his side in that movie so he's gonna last a while tom select was kind of towards the end of his career that's why he went to japan so i'll go benny the jet um and he, he's a leader too from what, I, what he displayed in the <laughs> he's a leader <laughs> I, I, that's where i'm at and you, i mean you'll know i'll preface with i should never be a gm and, but you'll know after this answer that I'm a locker room guy. And I think Benny the Jet brings the passion that I need in my locker room. So that's my pick. <laughs> I like it. Um, okay, we're going to go to Kim. That, that quote's going to be great. He's leader. I'm taking him. Um, catchers. Uh, we got Dottie Hansen, League of Their Own. Jake Taylor, Major League. Hamilton Ham Porter, The Sandlot. Or Crash Davis, Bull Durham. Ooh, that's a tough one, man. That's a tough one. This is a big league roster, right? <laughs> yeah, this is big leagues, big leagues. But you can, you can project uh, Ham Porter out if you want. You know, I know he's like 11, yeah. but you can project him. Like, I'm just yeah. thinking about all of Crash's bombs in minor leagues and how that would translate to the major leagues. Yeah. Oh, he's talking about a leader. Yeah, I like Crash Davis. I, w- I was going to say Jake Taylor because he's a leader too, but his knees are just he's – <laughs> he's, His knees are barking. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm going to go Crash Davis. Knows the game. He became a coach after, I believe. So, I mean, you always have that. And even if he's not playing, he's just a good dugout presence. So I'll go Crash Davis. Yeah, you can't, you can't replace that experience. I'm there too. Okay. Uh, pitchers. We got, a, we got a list of six. We got Eddie Harris, major league, old spitballer. <laughs> we got Henry uh, Rowan Gartner. Um, we got Billy Chapel for the love of the game. Steve Nebraska was in the oh, scout. God, just so good. We need to make a Steve Nebraska shirt, Chalk. <laughs> oh, uh, Nuke Lelouch and Ricky Vaughn. This is a hard one. This, this, really there's hard. a lot of good pitchers. This is really hard. I think you I, I'll, I'll even let you go. I'll even let you go starter closer. Okay. Mm, mm, mm. That's great. Makes it easier for me. Well, if I say if I if I say Steve Nebraska, he's my starter and my closer. I feel like so I'm gonna go Steve Nebraska. Man, I'm done. You gotta let me go first, man. I, I cannot. You guys are gonna go Steve answers. Nebraska? Wow. I mean, Here's the deal. Here's the deal. Steve Nebraska. Coupled you're passionate with Rowan, about this right now. I like it. Steve Nebraska coupled with Rowan Gardner absolutely fills your stadium all the time. So if I'm a GM and I want to make money, those are the two that I'm putting on my roster. I mean, his nickname was King Kong, right? You got King. Um, Kong. See, I'm going Nuke Lelouch. I I don't know why. I'm just going. I think. I know, but 
you know, sometimes you got to have some of those head. You got leaders. You got Benny the Jet at short to keep them yeah. under control. And sometimes you got to have head cases out there. True. All right. Um, running the show, manager. We got Morris Buttermaker, Bad News Bears. Lou Brown, Major League. Jim Duggan, League of Their Own, Tom Hanks. Or Pop Fisher, The Natural. Man, that is a tough one, too. <laughs> you guys don't understand. This took me like an hour to like research and really get these narrowed down. This is great. This is great, by the way. <laughs> I mean, nobody can compete with Butterworth, can you? I mean, that I mean anybody that can drink in, in the, the corner of the dugout, anybody <laughs> that can drink in the corner of the dugout and manage a game, my hat's off. All right, yeah, you can go first on this one. Gosh, dang it. I know I asked for it, but I didn't want it. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think outside the. I'm trying to think outside the box and not um, diminish your hour of research, but think if there's any other coach from any other movie that I could bring I, in as a wild card. I was I was um, I was searching. I didn't go into like. Uh, um, I didn't go into I'm trying to think. Is Tom Hanks drinking or not drinking? No, I think he's on top of his game. Unless you want him to drink. Then... No, 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 no. You see how good he got when he actually focused. I'm taking right. Hanks. I like I like the Hanks. No crying in baseball. Mm-hmm. Travis. Um, I'm going to go Lou Brown. He just really cracks me up. You know, he kind of just reminds me of that old coach that just has those one-liners that just, you know, just, and he doesn't seem like a guy that's too up or too down, no matter what. He wouldn't, yeah. really, explode, he wouldn't really explode like Tom Hanks does. He's just okay. he's got a constant presence, you know, can handle the veterans, handle the rookies. Old-timer. You, need, yeah. you might need like an old-timer. That. Yeah. Okay. Like one of the, one of the, uh, off the board, we'll call it the super fan or groupie. Um, we have Lynn Wells, uh, Rene Russo from Major League, Wendy Peppercorn, The Sandlot, Ooh. Tenley Parrish, who was Jessica Beale in Summer Catch, Ooh. Memo Parrish, who was Kim Basinger in The Natural, who shot Roy Hobbs, so, or Annie Savoy, Bull Durham. Annie's the older one, right? Annie is the older one. She's Crash Davis's. Yeah. That's another reason I took Crash Davis because he was a little tame and he's a boy. Which is, is a that, challenge. Is, yeah. And yeah. is that your super groupie fan? Um, I think I would take Annie Savoy, but I will say, like, Jessica Biel and Summer Cash was great. I just oh, yeah. can't take anything from that movie just because I hate it so much. <laughs> I mean, Freddie Prince Jr. cannot throw. I and mean, anytime you can't throw in a baseball movie, it just. How do, you, how do you cast that? How do you cast somebody that can't throw? No, especially if it's a baseball movie. Right. I mean, that's what make, makes Major League and, uh, you know, what do you call them? Kevin, any Kevin Costner baseball movie so great is that those guys can play ball. Right. Yeah. You got to have you got to have the authenticity police. I will preface with I'm into brunettes, but I, it, <laughs> it's uh, you know, my wife's a brunette, but um, it's peppercorn for me. Oh, she aged peppercorn. really well, too. She aged really well. We just saw total side note. Uh, we were at Disney um, a couple months, uh, probably three, four months ago, and I was on um, Splash Mountain with one of my kids, and I came off, and we were walking out, and Joy's like, I saw this person. She kept staring at me like she knew who I was, and once she realized it wasn't me, she kind of just turned away, and I was like, that's weird. She's like, yeah, she was in a movie. She was, uh, she was in that Sandlot movie. It was Wendy Peppercorn. Oh my gosh! Yeah, almost Man. ran into Winnie Peppercorn at at, at uh, Disneyland. How about that? Man, okay, that last one. Great. Last one. Uh, the voice of the franchise. Oh, all right. Mm. I've only I only got two. So if you guys off the board, but I think there's only two that really need to yeah. be said. We have Terrence Mann, Field of Dreams, which is oh, James Earl Jones, or Harry Doyle, which is Bob Euchre from Major League. Man, that is tough. I was trying to find out the name of the 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 guy in field uh league of their own but i couldn't come up with a name these were the two most iconic i could come uh, up he with. wouldn't even be close man he no. wouldn't even be close something inside of me makes it so hard not to pick terrence man i mean it's man doyle's so good too and they're so different i'm gonna list? go i'm gonna no, about, yeah harry doyle he's it's yeah. you it's between oh, harry and james earl jones harry doyle and terrace man you want me to go i can go i think i'm ready no travis i mean my answer, my, my, my answer is not my answer is not going to change it, it's terrence man yeah, for me it's Terrence Mann also. Yeah, I, that's who I would have went to. Just it. because of the that one quote in, in in Field of Dreams, I mean that is the quote, man. That is the heart of our business. That is the man, I mean, that's everything. The heart of baseball. Right. Yeah, right. I like Absolutely. it. Absolutely. All right, I got one more small thing because I, in honor of me wearing the six four three uh, equals two, um, I have an equation, right? 
It's the baseballism triple play. I'm going to give you an equation. You, whoever the first to ring in with your own set of buzzers, it could be a bing or a ding dong or whatever you want. Uh, try to answer and give me the equation. Okay. Bases are loaded. Yep. Right. Ground ball to the pitcher, comebacker. Goes to the catcher for the first out. Goes to third base for the second out. He launches the ball into right field. He throws it to home. Hits the first baseman as a cutoff to the catcher for the third out. Ding. All right. One, Go. two, five, nine, three, two. Equals, Is that what you're asking for? Yeah, equals three. You got it. Uh, or on the on the bell. That way. Baseball question. That was a memory question. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, we'll wrap it up here. I appreciate you guys so much for coming on. If you guys want to go on uh, baseballism.com, uh, order up some stuff. They have the COVID-19 shirt, the stay home shirt that they'll be donating all proceeds and masks uh, to people in need. Um, you can follow them at baseballism on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. You can also follow their uh, ping dinger game at play ping dinger. Um, you guys, it was a blast. I'm so glad you guys came on. Uh, do what you guys keep doing. Uh, spread the good um, and, and keep growing the game. That's a good time, guys. Thanks so much. And uh, thank you. Can't wait to see you guys back at Irvine Spectrum as well. We'll be there sooner than later, hopefully. All yeah, right, thanks, guys. guys. Thanks, for us. thanks so much. All right, stay safe, guys. See you. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.